Hi there! Welcome to episode 3 of the MindCare Podcast, a podcast on mental health matters. Hi, I'm JT. And I'm Janine. Join us every week as we navigate through today's most relevant issues on mental health and wellness and help promote happiness in the world. After each episode, our conversation continues on mindcareclub.org where you can take the next steps in giving your mind the care it needs. As a reminder, this podcast does not substitute the need to seek a mental health professional. So we kicked off this month with the topic of anxiety and we wanted to continue the theme of stress timber by tackling some of the most common stressors we hear from you guys, which is work. So for today's episode, we'd like to address this concern sent to us. Ever since the pandemic started, we've been working remotely and it's like I'm expected to be on call even after working hours. I feel like I've lost my sense of self. I keep breaking down and I'm so tired. I want to resign. Despite this being a very personal concern, I think a lot of us can relate with this topic because we've been seeing an increasing number of people feeling burnt out because of the work-from-home setting we're having now. So for today's episode, please welcome Ma'am Icar Castro. So Ma'am Icar, can you tell us what burnout is and how do you differentiate that from everyday stress? Let's start with the definition of what burnout is. So the term burnout actually was coined in the 1970s by a gentleman named Herbert Freudenberger. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But Herbert Freudenberger used it to describe severe stress that results in physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. But in 2019, the World Health Organization came out with a different definition and their definition is it is a workplace phenomenon it is something that happens in the workplace and it is a result of chronic workplace stress that is unmanaged so if we were to reverse it in something more layman what world health organization is saying that if you have a lot of chronic stress in the workplace and you're not able to cope with it you're overworked you're overwhelmed then what results from that is burnout and there are three things that will describe what burnout is. The first is exhaustion. So what does burnout look like? You are exhausted physically, emotionally. You're tired all the time. You're not sleeping well. You're pushing yourself to the limit, hardly sleeping at all. You're getting headaches, migraine, allergies, cough, cold. You don't have your appetite. Your physical well-being is already affected. And then you're easily irritated. You're easily angered. So that is one of the dimensions of burnout. The second sign that you are burning out is cynicism or negative thoughts and feelings about your work. So you feel pessimistic. Your engagement is not what it used to be. You feel a little bit detached from the work. So a lot of people describe it as I'm just on autopilot. I come in, I'm on autopilot. The passion just isn't there anymore. And you might notice things like maybe in the past, you'd be excited about work. If you see something that you want to do or can be done, that's a little bit extra, you would go the extra mile for it. But now you don't anymore. And when people approach you for a little favor here or ask you to do a little bit more effort to add on here, you find yourself being upset about it and irritated about it. You just don't enjoy it anymore. So exhaustion, cynicism, And then the third,
third is reduced performance and productivity. You're not getting the results that you want, no matter how hard you work. So you, you're not feeling accomplished. You're not feeling satisfaction in what you do. So that's why you feel like you're just a hamster in a wheel, that you're just going to work and you're just going on and on. It doesn't really bring you joy anymore. You're unhealthy in so many different levels. Burnout doesn't happen overnight. If we're talking about chronic stress, this is something that kind of creeps up on you over time and it's sustained over time. But you notice that your reaction to this stress becomes more and more dysfunctional and unhelpful. You'll have all of these different symptoms. And it's really the relationship between you and your work. It's a very unhealthy relationship between you and your work because it's now an imbalance. So who gets burnt out? Now, the World Health Organization did define it as a workplace phenomenon, something that happens in the workplace. But based on the description I just gave you, I think it's easy to recognize that other people burn out also, people who are in school. And burnout is not a medical condition, neither is it a mental disorder. But it does have signs and symptoms that are similar to it because now you're under stress. So you have the physical manifestations of it. You might have some anxieties around it. So if you're not able to manage your stress, you might go into burnout. And if you are unable to manage your burnout, yes, you are at risk maybe of having other medical conditions that are stress-related, hypertension, high cholesterol, and all of that. And you may end up being at risk of developing anxiety and depression. And the risk of burnout now in the pandemic is a lot higher. Why is that? Because we've blurred the lines between work and home and personal life. In fact, maybe it isn't even a blurred line. The line is gone. And maybe we're struggling with how do I manage my time? How, how do I do this? This is all new to me. I don't know what's going to happen. Work is now done remotely it's new to me. I feel isolated. I don't have my colleagues or my classmates around me. So all of these things can make things a little bit difficult. So Mami Car, what causes burnout? So there are several things that can happen. And again, the World Health Organization definition puts it in the workplace. What happens is the demand that is put on you is higher than the resources you have to be able to address the work that you need to be able to do. So some of the causes of burnout are things that happen in the workplace. So they are things that are imposed on you. Deadlines, corporate and work people call it KPIs, key performance indicators, or things keep on changing. So if you compound that with us working at home and not having these boundaries and space with things, then that kind of adds to that. Other things that might be leading to burnout, we may not have been able to develop new ways of working in a work from home environment. How do we manage our time? How do we organize the meetings? They're so back to back. I don't know how to take a break. I used to be able to maybe go to the gym or take a walk or go outside, but then now we're kind of restricted and I can't think of what alternatives do I have to relieve the stress? You know, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even think about it. Other things that may also lead to burnout. Do you have unreasonable or unrealistic expectations that you put on yourself? A lot of the self-talk about, I need to be extraordinary. I need to be perfect. I need 
to predict everything. I need to know what to do all the time. And you impose these ideas on you in a very unstable environment and ambiguous environment right now. So if you pile all of that on, then it becomes something where it could be really unmanageable for you. Or some people just have not yet developed the skills of prioritizing, delegating, organizing my work, or maybe they're so used to face-to-face -face communication. They're not really skilled yet in how to communicate in written format. The interesting thing, there is a research company called Gallup. They found five things that may contribute to burnout in the workplace. Unfair treatment, unmanageable workload, unreasonable timelines and deadlines, lack of role clarity, and lack of support and communication with your manager. So some of the causes there really are in the workplace. So what can we do when we are feeling burnt out? We always hear that people will say, oh, how do I cope with my stress? How do I prevent burnout? Of course, it's a given that you need to take care of your sleep patterns. You need to eat properly. They help manage and regulate things, but they don't help you in the workplace. So what are some of the things that you might also need to do? Because addressing burnout cannot be done in isolation by the individual. What can you do? You need to get into conversations with the people in the workplace. You need to be able to have the courage to have these collaborative conversations and remove the stigma. Burnout is not always the fault of the individual. We tend in the workplace to blame it on the individual, but actually it's also environmental. So you need to be able to talk to people and have a collaborative caring conversation and say, I need help. I don't know how to do this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I need to take a break. So this is a question that I think a lot of us want to ask. So when and why should we seek professional help? And what can counseling and therapy with Mind Care Club do for you? So why would you need to seek the help of a psychologist or a therapist when dealing with burnout? Sometimes we reach the point of being so overwhelmed and so overworked that it's very difficult for us to focus because when you're under a lot of stress, it's just hard. You hear also the fight flight response sort of thing. The part of your brain that is logical and organized, it's just having a hard time. And there may be value to speaking to somebody to help guide you through this difficult situation in these difficult times? Or what if you have this inner self-critic and this, this self-talk that you put such big demands on yourself? You know it's not really helpful, but you can't seem to get out of it. Or you have social anxieties about talking to people in the workplace. You know what to say, but you just can't bring yourself to do it, to work it out. Then you might want to speak to somebody in Mind Care Club, somebody who can guide you through the process. I have this action plan. I already know these are the to-do things that I need to do to take care of myself. But why can't I stick to it? Why am I having a really hard time? My anxiety is still there. I'm starting to feel very helpless, very hopeless. I don't have the motivation to do it. Or I know I need to do something, but I'm just starting to feel, I'm afraid that I might be getting anxiety and depression already because the workplace environment is just so toxic. So that's why you may need somebody to help you so you can not only take care of yourself, but you can take these extra steps to work with other people in the work environment so that can improve because too much blame is put on an individual. I burning out, stressed out siya kasi mahina siya. But in reality, it's something that the environment also needs to be able to be supportive of people who want clarity, who want to work together. If you want to prevent burnout, you need to isolate what are the factors that are causing stress. Deal with that. You can problem solve. You can develop coping skills before before it reaches the point 
where it's too late, you're already getting sick, you're already demoralized. How do you do that? And even that, why would you want to speak to a professional so you can craft that self-care plan and you can craft that coping in the workplace and develop a way to sustain it? Because in the pandemic, things are extra hard. They're extra hard. And the best thing that we can do is really help each other. What I find interesting when you talk to people and when you listen to people, quite a number do have anxieties in the workplace about, am I doing enough? And in this pandemic, we hear people who are saying, are the standards okay? Is the workload okay? I am afraid that if I don't do things more than what I normally give, because of the pandemic, is my job going to be secure? Am I at risk? So the, there will be a tendency to push yourself beyond the normal limits that you would have because you're trying to cope with the anxieties of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or things like you will also hear people because in the pandemic, so many things are unpredictable and I feel like I'm losing control. But my work, what I do is something that I can control. So there's an overcompensation by doing a lot of work to the point that you find yourself really getting exhausted and tired. But when you overwork yourself, then you end up in that spiral then saying, I'm working so hard, but am I getting what the returns that I think I should be getting for all that effort? Whereas if you're able to be self-aware, and sometimes that's where professional help can guide you to develop these skills of self-awareness, emotion regulation being very mindful of what you're saying to yourself in your head and how you can sort that out. So then you can be a little bit more productive and you can really draw realistic guidelines and boundaries between work and other things. Because one of the things that can happen kasi, when you go for therapy is to understand and become self-aware that these emotions that you have and the behaviors that you have are results of the way that you are thinking. When you change the way you think your emotions and your behaviors will follow. And so if you are the type that your burnout is being caused of a belief that I cannot slack off, I cannot slow down because if I do, my job will be at risk. How accurate is that thought? Because that thought might be driving you into burnout. So on the flip side, what if the workplace, they provide clarity for your work? You have a great open communication channel with your boss and people are treated fairly. Time pressure naman is reasonable, but you have this self-talk that pushes you to limits that is not expected of you. Then you can also burn out. So thank you very much, Ma'am Ikar, for your great insights on burnout. To summarize some key points, the term burnout is classically applied to a workplace setting and it's characterized by one exhaustion two the loss of passion or motivation in one's work or even having negative feelings towards it and burnout often leads to three reduced professional efficacy and it can happen for a variety of reasons we must keep in mind that burnout is often a result of both the interaction of personal traits and also the work or company environment organizational culture has a huge role to play in it that being said while home remedies mentioned in episode two of our podcast can help with the individual building resilience and managing their anxieties, Map Ikar was able to emphasize the need to explore the deeper causes of burnout in the context of the workplace. Each person's situation could be completely different from another person's, which is why seeking consultation from a mental health professional is valuable. By processing thoughts and emotions with you, 
our mental health professionals are able to support you in discovering options to relieve your burnout. Early intervention is always the preferred option when it comes to addressing your psychological distress. This is something that I think a lot of people can relate, especially with our work from home setting. So if you or your company is feeling a bit on the down low when it comes to mental health, I suggest you could contact Mindcare Club for more details on our enterprise programs because we do offer support for policy development, seminars, trainings, and assessments so that we can make sure that your company is in tip-top shape. So if you know anyone or you yourself are experiencing something similar to burnout, you may go to mindcareclub.org to book an appointment with any of our first step providers. As a reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for any mental health consultation and only serves to spread awareness. So don't forget to like and share this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Join us again next week as we continue to help lessen sadness in the world one podcast at a time. Bye! Bye.